Stunned beyond belief, Bradley Stofey stood in front of the bank, halfway between tethering his horse to a hitching post and drawing his eyes back into his head. His reflexes were usually a lot swifter than they were acting at the moment. He felt frozen to the spot as he watched the scene play out in front of him. It couldn't possibly be her, the girl destined to break his curse, risking her life that way. Since the age of 14, he'd done nothing but dream of her. Almost 35 years of age, he'd all but given up. Yet here she was, wearing the tightest pair of pants he ever did see. She wore a man's t-shirt, a waist-length buckskin jacket, her braided hair like burnt honey made lighter from the reflection of the sun haloing all around her. If angels were real, she was the nearest version of what he'd believed an angel would look like. Her beauty needed no paint to make her stand out, her looks unique and oddly familiar. She'd come racing out of Miss Sissy's boarding house and into the middle of the street, just as the spooked horses and buggy carrying three youngins came charging toward her. If his instinct would have kicked in as he saw the scene happening, he'd have been right back on his horse chasing after the buggy and children in answer to their mother's screams. But catching a glimpse of her had set his heart racing and slowed down any attempts he may have been planning. His feet had taken root. The woman turned to face the clamoring beasts. If she was afraid of her fate, she didn't show any signs of it. She simply held up her hands, whispering under her breath as the snorting, heaving horses descended, hastening toward her. She waved her hands while her legs stayed still, as if doing some elaborate foreign hand-waving dance. Then she shifted to the side, her hands still moving like a tide on a calm sea. Each move she made seemed intricate and slow which was impossible when watching the speed at which the horses were rushing along the empty street. Ignoring the onlookers, she continued to whisper and wave. Bradley couldn't hear what she was saying, but the sounds he could hear and easily make out were ancient. He felt as if he knew them or had heard them before, a long time ago. He rubbed his eyes and looked again as the creature slowed down. By the time they'd gotten close enough to her, they were walking. The horses sauntered right up to her and began to nuzzle her fingers. She smiled, and his stomach clenched. He buckled and caught a hold of the hitching rail to steady himself. There was a roar of cheers and claps all around him as witnesses to the spectacle showed their appreciation of what this young woman had done. The mother of the children came racing up, fighting through the gathering crowd now circling the women and horses. Still anxious, the mother cut through the circle. She stared apprehensively at the strange woman for an instant, then maneuvered around her to the buggy, gathering her children to her, kissing their little heads one at a time and then back again several times. She stared at them in disbelief, tears streaming down over her strained face as she kissed her children again. The young woman continued to hold the reins, calming the horses again after they became fired up by the commotion of the crowd. Her gaze darted around her, confusion in the depths of her eyes. It was as if she'd never seen the town before. Maybe she hadn't. He would remember if he'd seen anyone as lovely as her in these parts. The town had grown, but it wasn't so big you didn't recognize a familiar face when you saw it. He knew her face, his connection to her had longevity, and was a lot more personal. Her death-defying feet seemed to have distracted the crowd from what she was wearing, but not him. He saw it all, and none of it was familiar to him. 
Her leather and suede were not processed in the usual way. Before Bradley chose to be white, he was Indian first. He spent many hours helping his mother soak, smoke, and scrape the hide of various animals. Then his father, the leathersmith, would work his magic crafting and molding the leather into whatever he wanted it to be. The bulk of his father's income had come from saddle-making. He could just about make anything asked of him and made a great sum of money doing so. Bradley, on the other hand, never did inherit his father's eye for making something out of nothing. He was able to follow his father's patterns when he got older, but mainly he soaked, smoked, dyed, scraped, and poked holes. No, what he inherited from his parents being together was nothing he wanted to think about. He wanted to get closer to her. If she was the one to fix him, he needed to know. Able to move once more, he walked through the crowd like a hot knife through butter until he was at her side. 